Arizona Wildcats got their man in basketball, but Tommy Lloyd is far from finished. What is that next move going to be for Tommy Lloyd, and what can Arizona fans expect? Let's get started. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. <coughs> Human got a little bit of a uh, cough there. But uh, all right, as we talked about yesterday, Arizona gets Kashad Johnson. And just to rehash, what exactly does that mean? First of all, that means that Arizona is going to be significantly tougher this coming season. And by significantly tougher, I mean significantly tougher. Because out with Kirk Creasa at the point guard, in with Kylan Ball. And again, just watching Kylan Boswell, you can tell that physically this is a man that's a little bit different, a little bit cut from a little bit different cloth than Kirk Carissa is, a little bit more of a competitor, not just kind of the fake yapper. Then you got Jaden Bradley next to him. I actually, I liked Courtney Ramey. I like what Courtney Ramey did, but you know, at the end of the day, Courtney Ramey basically had relegated himself to a three-point shooter. Is what it is. Um, with uh, the universe or with uh, uh, Jaden Bradley, it's going to be a little bit different than that one. Jaden Bradley is um, uh, Jaden Bradley is uh, a player who um, not the shooter that Ramey is, but he's going to be able to get into the paint. He's going to be able to get into the uh, uh, the key and cause some problems and pass around. Pretty much right there. Then you got Pella Larson, our guy, the Swedish pinball at uh, small forward. Um, we're going to revisit this here in a moment or in a few minutes. I personally uh, am not sold on Pella as a starter, but that also doesn't mean that Pella can't be a starter. Obviously, Tommy Lloyd knows a lot more about basketball than I do. Um, but I would like to see another significant contributor brought in mainly because um, with Pella – uh, we saw him start last year and it wasn't pretty um, when he went to the bench and he came off, he became Larry Bird, Pella Bird. But um, that's something that uh, uh, I think Tommy Lloyd needs to address. Um, mainly, I'm cool with Pella starting, but I need to have a real option, though, if Pella isn't uh, if Pella's just not ready to be that dude. I need to have a real option right there. And so far, um, that isn't on the roster, but. I think that Arizona is going to be able to find somebody like that. We will get back to that. And then up front, Kashad Johnson, obviously not the player that uh, uh, Azulis Tabellis is, but I also think um, that he is a significantly tougher player. And if you watched Arizona this past couple of years, yes, they looked really good getting up and down, uh, flying across the break, doing all kinds of stuff, but – when the going got tough, a lot of times these players folded. And again, this isn't meant to beat up Umar Ballo, but Umar Ballo was one of those players that kind of fold, or not Umar Ballo, Julius Tabellis is one of those players that kind of folded. Um, you know, just kind of is what it is. Uh, I hate put, uh, hate saying it in that frame, but yeah, he's uh, um, when the when the chip when the going got tough, Umar Ballo or uh, Julius Tabellis was generally not anywhere to be found. Um, then. Umar Ballo up front. I love Umar. I know some people are out on Umar. I love Umar. Again, I think Umar Ballo is your uh, 
I think he's a 14 and 8, 15 and 8 guy. Not a superstar, but definitely better than a role player and somebody that I think uh, Arizona fans should be uh, should be excited to have on their roster. I think that he could make a little bit of a jump, um, but um, not only do I think he could make a little bit of a jump, but I think he's going to be a little limited in how far he can get. But again, I think he could be a 16 and 8 guy. I think that's probably his ceiling. I don't think that he's going to get much better than that. But either way, he's much better than I already thought he would ever be coming in here. So again, that's a big tip of the cap right there to Umar Ballo, leader of men, Umar Ballo. Um, so that's your starting. That's your starting five in theory, right there. We'll get to the bench here in a second. But the one thing that you're still kind of lacking a little bit is, and I realize I'm going to speak out of both sides of my mouth right here. It's fun. You should try doing it sometime. Is that you got Jay, you got Jane Bradley, you got uh, Kylan Boswell. Bradley at this point is not what you would call a a great shooter. Um, but he's also a uh, – I think he's going to become a better shooter. But, again, you're not going to bank on Jane Bradley being that dude from a shooting perspective. Now, when it comes to uh, uh, Pella Larson, what we saw last year from – what here's what we know about Pella. Pella is a pretty tough dude. Again, that counts for a lot with this team. And not only is Pella a pretty tough dude, he's a player who um, I think it's fair to say is uh, – fairly limited um fairly limited and um i think we're at the stage with uh with him where you know that you can play good defense he can finish around the hoop he's never going to be able to dribble he's never going to be able to um he's never going to be able to dribble and he's never going to be able to really come off screens shoot threes this and that um the uh uh, I think with uh, – so that's going to limit him a little bit. Now he's a pretty good set uh, set shot three-point shooter, which is obviously a good thing to have. That's a uh, – that you know, that's certainly a quality you like having. But again, he's not a uh, – he's not going to be able to be Kyle Korver. Not going to be able to come off screen, shoot threes. That's just never going to be his thing. So um, I'd like somebody in there, or at least the option. I'd like somebody there who can make some plays off the bounce. Again, everybody gets on me about Caleb Love. I know about Caleb Love. I know that he's a high-usage player. But I would go to Caleb Love and I'd say this. Listen, um, you come to Arizona, you're going to get 12 or 13 solid shots per game. You're probably not going to get more. Um, you're going to get better shots. Your percentages will go up. Uh, you're going to have to play some defense. And I just see what he has to say. I'd be curious about that um, because, again, I don't think much of Hubert Davis as a coach, so that doesn't totally – um, that doesn't totally throw me off right there. Now, so that's kind of where it is with uh, with that. Um, but I'd like to – got to get another player too. I'd also like to get a developmental guy. And in a developmental guy, I'd like a DeMarco Dunn type. Now, DeMarco Dunn is a kid out of uh, – kid out of Tucson originally that went to uh, the University of North Carolina for two years, didn't play a ton. But what I like about DeMarco Dunn is that he fits the profile of players that I'm looking for at the University of Arizona. And by fitting that profile, I mean that somebody that's a, somebody that can play defense, is a little bit more athletic, um, and has some secondary ball handling qualities to him. I like I would like that possibility when it comes to uh, um, DeMarco Dunn. And heck, I'd even be cool with redshirting DeMarco Dunn. Now, again, I get in this era of basketball, uh, not everybody's cool being redshirted. Get all of that. But I would also like um, 
I would also like uh, that possibility at least to be there uh, for uh, DeMarco Dunn because I think he could be pretty good going forward then. Now, uh, one thing that you don't have to worry about, there's no speculation on, is FanDuel. FanDuel.com backslash locked on college. All right. FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment count. Now, basketball's almost over. I'm bummed. But you know, the best way to make something uh, enjoyable, the best way to uh, be uh, um, uh, enthusiastic about something is to have a little bit of money on it, a little bit of. Uh, a little bit of uh, earnings, a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of scratch on there. And that's where FanDuel comes in. FanDuel, everybody knows about FanDuel.com backslash locked on college. It's been around forever. And the reason it's been around forever is because people trust it. And that is a big thing when it comes to uh, uh when it comes to sports and betting is trust. You know your money's good with FanDuel.com backslash locked on college. Check it out. All right. We're going to take a quick break right here, and then we're going to talk about some of the versatility that some of the bench will provide for Arizona. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats, making this your first listen of the day, um, your team every day. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, now let's talk a little bit about uh, just kind of the bench and some of the uh, uh, some of the stuff that it provides. Now with the bench. It's fascinating because you are tall. Arizona, I would imagine, is the tallest team in the country. Um, because what other team, like we talked about, what other team can throw a seven-footer, a six-foot-seven guy, and then after that, seven-two, seven-foot, six-eleven? Arizona is tall. Um, now, I think with some of these guys, it's a little deceiving, though, because these aren't the positional flexibility tall type players. These aren't... Uh, these aren't players that, you know, you can, a lot of them can play together. Now, um, we talked about Motias Crevis. Um, I don't necessarily see him being able to play with anybody outside of being a pure five. Basically, when Umar Ballo was out of the lineup, um, he's a big lumberer sort. He's about 7'2", 245. Again, he's got some skill to him. He's not a bum by any means. He's got some skill to him. But I also think that it's going to take him a little bit of time to uh, – to get there. So not a lot of positional flexibility with him. Uh, then Henry Vasar, Henry to me is interesting because Henry, um, Henry is a player who, um, Henry is a player that uh, shoots the three points or can shoot the three point shot. And even though he's not the fleetest of foot, can move a little bit as well. That's always fascinating. That's always enticing when you get a guy that can move a little bit. Um, so maybe there's some minutes at the three or the four for him. Definitely not at the three, but maybe there are some minutes at the four for him. I don't know that I see that happening, but I think that's the hope because again, you're big. Henry's got some skill to him. We keep talking about it, but if you go to practice, Henry can shoot the three a little bit. Um, he can block shots. There are a lot of different things to like about Henry Vasar. Um, it's just about being able to put those ones out there to be able to make those ones work. Um, but so he got a little flexibility there. And I think with Kashad Johnson, obviously he's going to start, but you got some position flexibility with Kashad as well, because again, Kashad Johnson, about six, seven, two thirty-five. you know, um, he could play some center. He could play some power forward, obviously. So you're going to have some, uh, uh, you're going to have some possibilities right there. The thing you got to remember though, is that out of all these big men, 
The only one that can really shoot, or at least that theoretically can shoot, is Henry, and he hasn't shown that in games yet. And then my guy, Dylan Anderson. Uh, Dylan, um, I would like to see – I'd like to see multiple red shirts on this year team this year. Now, again, probably doesn't happen. I get that we're in a different era of college basketball. But at about seven foot 240, I think Dylan is might be the odd man out. But I like Dylan, though. I think Dylan can play. I think Dylan's just going to need a little bit of time to be able to – to get to that, uh, to get to that point. But if he's patient, I think he's going to be good now. Um, so what are about some of the other players, uh, Philly B no clue what to expect out of Philly B. Um, uh, no clue what to expect out of Philly B. Um, other than, um, he's kind of a, uh, again, he's a little bit of a wild card. Um, but I don't know. I don't necessarily. Um, I don't necessarily view him as um, a tr- as a rotational player. Love to be wrong there. But again, haven't seen a ton from him to indicate that he's a rotation guy. But again, would love to be wrong right there on Philly B. Um, so that's kind of your roster right now. So again, you're going to add two or three guys still. Now again, there's got you got the unnamed uh, international player who's about a six foot seven combo forward who. Um, you know, a six foot seven combo forward who I think is very, very good. Um, I'm not sure exactly what to expect. He's not going to start. Um, and he's definitely more of a four than a three. I think anybody who says that, uh, anybody that says a guy's a combo forward, generally there are four who would like to show that they can handle the ball a little bit. Um, that's kind of where, that's kind of what the uh, mystery international player is right there. Um, but again, I don't look for a major instant impact from him because I think Kashad Johnson pretty much took that spot right there, which is a good thing. Um, then, uh, again, I think you got two backcourt spots open. Um, and, uh, not only do you have two backcourt spots open, um, I think that they can be used for two different spots, two different things. First of all, like we talked about, I would like to see Arizona offer DeMarco Dunn. Um, I don't expect him to come in and be an instant impact player by any means, but I think that he can be a solid rotational piece. And I would think that the possibility of him possibly redshirting, getting better, getting stronger, getting uh, used to Tommy Lloyd's system would be really ideal. And then again, you got to find another dude. And I would, I would imagine that whoever that other guy is, he's probably currently declared for the NBA draft. Um, I don't, and, um, and probably with portal options, obviously Um, it's probably going to be somebody like Courtney Rainey where, you know, uh, starts at a big school or maybe doesn't need not, maybe not even a big school, but is at a place starts for three or four years, goes off to the NBA, gets feedback, and then they tell him what he needs to be able to do with that to get to that next level. Um, I think that that's probably where Arizona is going to be um, as far as uh, that transfer portal market right there. Um, but uh, again, got to find a di- one more difference maker on the perimeter, and then I think Arizona is pretty much good to go. Now, um, let's talk about our expectations for this team and what we see on the other side. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right. Now, what are our uh, what are our possibilities for this team? I don't believe that this team is a national title contender. I believe they are the following season, but who knows? In college basketball, it's just such a crapshoot at this stage in the game where um, you have players who, um, you know, look at San Diego State. 
San Diego State and UConn. Raise your hand if you thought that those two were going to be in the national championship game. Nobody's raising their hand. If they are raising their hand, they're lying. Um, maybe UConn, nobody thought San Diego State. Um, so that's, you know, that's where college basketball is. So again, everybody's got a chance. I just don't view Arizona as having enough dynamic scoring. Again, Tommy Lloyd with his system is always going to be able to get dudes that can put the ball in the basket. That's his thing. That's how he rolls. He's always going to be able to do that. Um, but there is a little bit of an issue then where um, uh, when the clock winds down and you got seven, eight seconds left, who's getting you that shot? And we saw that against Princeton too, that not only did you not have that shot, you had a, uh, uh, not only did you not have that shot, you didn't really have anybody that wanted to take it. Now, again, I think it's going to be a little bit different this year. I think you're going to have guys that are going to embrace that moment. But again, you don't really know until you watch um, to see who exactly will embrace that moment and who won't embrace that moment. Because again, um, a lot of people say they want that big shot, but you don't really know until the chips are down. And when the chips are down, that's when you generally know. Um, so that's kind of where that is now. Um, but I do believe this team could be a top 15 to 25 team. I do believe they can compete for the PAC 12 title. I think USC, as we've talked about, I think USC is going to be dynamic. I like Andy Enfield. I know a lot of people don't like Andy Enfield. They're wrong. I'm right. Andy Enfield is a pretty good coach. Um, I think if, if they have a lineup of Isaiah Collier, Boogie Ellis, um, uh, excuse me, uh, Bronny James, uh, Vincey with Chukwu, uh, and then you could go with the Joshua Morgan. You can go with Kobe Johnson. You got other different options. They should be really good. They have the best roster on uh, paper in the conference, and then Oregon also has a better roster than Arizona. But Oregon's been dysfunctional. People have questions about Andy Enfield, and the Tommy Gun has been absolutely lights out since he's been at Arizona. So there's certainly a possibility that uh, Arizona could outperform there. Um, now you're going to need Kylan Boswell to make that step. Kylan Boswell to me has to be the best player on that team. And not only do I think he needs to be the best player on the team, I think he could be an all conference player. Again, I don't think he's going to be an all American, but I'd like to see Boswell, excuse me. I'd like to see Boswell average something like 15 and six, 15 and seven, something like that. If you average 15 and six, 15 and seven, you're going to be in a pretty good spot. And I think that's where Arizona is right now. They need that to be the case with uh, with Boswell. Um, and I think that defensively, he needs to be able to bring it a little bit more. And um, uh, he might have been able to uh, – he, he probably needs to bring things a little bit more to the defensive side. But I have absolutely no doubt that he's going to be able to do that. And not only is he going to be able to do that, I think he's going to excel at that role, to be honest with you. Um, and then Jaden Bradley, same thing with him. Um, you know, uh, again, I need 10 and four out of him. You get 10 and four out of Jaden Bradley. You get 10 and five out of Pell Larson. You get 15. That's 35 points right there on your perimeter. And then let's just say, um, uh, whoever auxiliary player you bring in gets you 10. That's 45 points right there up front. Umar Balokashad. So the points start coming in, but as we've always talked about, it's when, do, when are those points made? When are they impactful? And, um, uh, when are they impactful? And that's kind of where we're at right there. Um, and uh, so, again, that's uh, I think Arizona is going to be very good this year. And a big tip of the cap to Tommy Lloyd for adjusting, a big tip of the cap for him figuring out what he needs to do um, to make this roster uh, better. And I think to put a little bit more of a toughness factor in there. Um, and so there we are. Now, um, 
So we'll find out where it is. Now, Arizona football has done some really good things as well. It's not just Arizona basketball around here. Montana Lamonius Craig, new uh, wide receiver for the University of Arizona, committed out of Colorado. Very good player. Colorado's best wide receiver. He was going to bring a lot to the University of Arizona's already loaded wide receiving core. We're going to talk about him a ton tomorrow and uh, kind of get you caught up a little bit on Arizona football and where everything stands with that. But again, Arizona basketball in very, very good shape right now. I think everybody should be very excited about where Arizona is. And then with Arizona football, Jed Fish obviously has this thing going in the right direction. So we're going to talk about all that tomorrow. As always, though, appreciate you keeping it locked on Wildcats and making it your first listen of the day. We'll be back with you tomorrow.